On this episode of Out of Bounds with Dylan James, we talk about the NBA Finals, where the Golden State Warriors sweep the Portland Trailblazers to make a fifth straight NBA Finals appearance. Plus, we have the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference riding on the back of Kawhi Leonard as they enter the fold and begin on Thursday. We'll also discuss the latest from the NFL offseason and discuss the XFL as they are making a lot of announcements as we get closer to their league season in 2020. We'll also discuss why the Orlando Predators are sucking right now, and but they got to win, so maybe we might have some hope with the ownership making some changes. We'll talk about the Boston Bruins versus the St. Louis Blues as they clash in the Stanley Cup Final. We'll discuss the NWHL decisions that have been made to change some policies when it comes to player salaries and benefits. And we'll also talk about the Kelly Cup final between the Newfoundland Growlers and the Toledo Walleye. We'll also discuss our segments, which include the football recap of the week, miscellaneous news, winners and losers, and Dylan and I will share our final thoughts. It's Memorial Day weekend, and you're out of bounds with Dylan James. Hey everybody, it's Dylan James, and you have joined us on Out of Bounds. JT Taylor is sitting across the table from me as always, and we are here to give you the latest and greatest in sports news. A lot to talk about tonight, a lot of playoff talk tonight. Some uh, interesting tidbits in there as well, like the Braves game last night, we'll talk about that against the Cardinals crazy game. I have a stat to bring up at the very end that I think you guys will find pretty interesting about games such as last night. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some NBA playoffs and um, Stanley Cup final too. We're actually watching the first game right now, the Boston Bruins versus the St. Louis Blues. So we'll see who wins that series, but a lot of people are choosing Boston. I know JT is you're decided on Boston, right? You think Boston's going to win? I think Boston's going to win the series, okay. unfortunately, Dylan. We'll dive into it in the uh, NHL talk. So, JT, tell us about what's been going on with you recently. Uh, it's a lot been going on, but before I tell about myself, as it is Memorial Day weekend, I just wanted to just say out of bounds, but like to <clears throat> today remember and honor the men and women who passed while serving our great nation and protecting our freedom. Yep. Uh, but other than that, I hope everyone had a safe Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Dylan, I don't know how how was your Memorial Day weekend? Did you do anything exciting? I worked. You worked? Yeah, yep. me, yeah, me too. I didn't. That was it. <laughs> I didn't spend no time barbecuing, making grill, going on the movies, nothing like that. But it's been a very crazy week, as I mentioned. Um, I'm moving to a new apartment, so getting yeah, started there. There you go, uh, Abaco Keys. So that's getting uh, bringing me closer to work. So very nice there. Uh, school's going well. Finishing up my pop culture class at Full Sail. So that's going good. Doing the sports casting thing. And yeah, like you, Dylan, just been trying to keep up with sports. A lot of action been going on. So yeah, Dylan, uh, how, what's been with you? How was Savannah, Georgia? Savannah was great. We actually went last weekend with a, a couple friends of ours and we enjoyed the sights and sounds of Savannah. It was kind of interesting to um, get back into Southern hospitality again. I mean, it's in Florida, as you all know. It's not really a southern state. We don't necessarily consider it southern. So it's nice to see people with smiles on their faces, 
people who can actually drive. It's it's pretty it's pretty great, pretty wonderful. So much slower pace there as well. You know, we were just strolling around the town, and um, no, it, it wasn't as much hustle and bustle as it is here in, in Orlando. But it was great. We had a great time. We did a ghost tour too with Ghost Ghost City Tours is the company we used. Um, they have several ghost tours in Savannah, as you guys all know. So, but it was awesome. We had a great time. We look forward to going back soon. But other than that, though, working a lot. Looking to possibly go back to school soon as well with the Disney Aspire program now allowing UCF um, into the fold so that you can get free schooling through Disney, which is fantastic. So looking at possibly getting a master's through that and, you know, applying and everything like that. So getting everything together. Sounds exciting. Well, guys, I know we've been gone for about a month or so, but we're going to get back in the saddle here and let's catch up on the Glades, Grades, News and Sports so let's start with basketball. Last time me and Dylan were on the show, the NBA playoffs were just about to start, but now we're into the finals, the NBA finals. So we got the final two teams, the Golden State Warriors, who I think everyone expected to be there. No surprise there. And then, oh, Canada, the Toronto Raptors coming back in that crazy series against Milwaukee Bucks. Kawhi Leonard carrying that team on his back to get them into the NBA finals. So Dylan, I don't know if you had a chance to catch the NBA Finals, but what are the playoffs? Excuse me, but what do you think? How have these gone down between these two teams, and who do you think is going to come out on top? Oh, what a change of scenery can do for a player in Kawhi Leonard! Um, it, it shows because you look at it in the series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Kawhi was hobbled a- ever since Game Two. He was hobbled in that series. Game Three, um, Game Two or Game Three, he was hobbled in that series with a an apparent leg injury. It looked like. Um, and he just kind of kept brushing it off, kept playing very strong, very strong minutes. Um, he actually played a game high 52 minutes in the game. He got injured, uh, when it went to overtime. So huge game by Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think that he is the one driving that team right now, even though he has some help from his role players. I think he's pretty much put the team on his shoulders and got him there. So it's really interesting to see that perspective because, Last season, when he was with the San Antonio Spurs, the reason why he didn't play a lot in the in the season is because he was injured most of the season. But now he has this leg injury. He's in the playoffs. He's in the Eastern Conference Final, and he's playing through it. So I'm guess. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm guessing Spurs fans are pretty upset um, just seeing the will to play that he has this season compared to what he had last season. Well, depending on who you ask, Dylan. I mean, it's it's tough for a Spurs fan. To see Kawhi Leonard carry the Raptors on his back, when you wonder he could have done the same thing for us. We had a good situation in San Antonio. Now his uncle claims, "Oh, the Spurs didn't believe in him. Greg Popovich didn't believe in that he was healthy when he said he was, so he chose not to play and basically got himself traded out of San Antonio." Okay, whatever. But at the end of the day, look, Kawhi Leonard. We just felt okay. He's gonna be with the Raptors for one year and then off he goes. Now he's been saying he's been staying in the moment. And to be fair, like you mentioned, Dylan, he's been very impressed in the playoffs. He's averaged uh, 26.9 points a game, uh, 85 points like through like uh, the three rounds he's gotten so far. And Serge Ibaka has held him out coming off on the, in the lineup and Kyle Lowry. So the Raptors have done very well. Your boy Marcus Gasol helping him out there too and Serge Ibaka and uh, Pascal Siakam. So the Raptors as a team, as a unit – Especially the way they came back and, and shut down the Bucks, they were down 2-0 and won four straight games, and now it's very impressive. And Giannis, you know, best player in the NBA, hands down. This season. what he did with the Bucks and carrying that team, 
the best team in the Eastern Conference. When everyone was saying, oh, it's going to be Boston. Oh, it's going to be the Sixers. No one was talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I know Giannis was a little, you know, upset. He walked out his presser. I can't, I can't blame him. You know, he's a young kid. You know, get him some time to adapt with it. But he says, you know, we've learned from this experience and we're going to come back strong next season. So the Bucks aren't going away. No, this no, they're not going away. Be good. Yeah, it'll be good. It, they have some cap space issues they have to work out in the offseason. There are several players, role players that are on um are they're going to be free agents after the season. Um and so we'll have to see what happens there when it comes to their role players, but yeah, the Greek freak did a great job in the series, but Kawhi Leonard after game 3, once Kawhi Leonard started defending the Greek freak, he shut him down. He completely shut him down. Um, late he in the d- game, he dunked on him too. Yeah, you yeah. saw that dunk? Oh yeah, it was it was a posturizing dunk. Drake was going nuts. Yeah, so you you look at that and you see, you know, Giannis didn't do very well at the end of the game. He couldn't close out the game, so that's something he'll have to work on in the off season. But yeah, I mean, the Raptors, I think they outscored the Bucks like the second half. I think it was like thirty eight to thirteen, something, or I think it was thirty eight to eighteen. It's something crazy like that. Yeah, but the the Raptors clearly blew out. The rap the the Bucks bench and that was crazy. Yeah, and so you you look at that series and you look how dominant Toronto was in the in the last four games of that series. But then you look at the Golden State Warriors who kind of coasted to this position they're in right now. They won four straight games to sweep the Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference Final. Now they had a nine day stretch of rest between their last game and Game One of the final series against the Toronto Raptors. Toronto, I'm sure they're going to be tired going into this series. You know, they always talk about how in, like, hockey, you know, if you you play six or seven games, you may be tired, yes, but you're riding momentum going into the next series because you don't have that much rest in between. But at this point, I mean, I think Toronto played pretty hard in the East Conference Finals, so I don't know how much gas they have left in the tank for this, especially against the Golden State Warriors. You cannot sleep on those players. And Toronto can only do so much. And they go through Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is the nucleus for that team. And if he's not playing well, that team is not playing well. So you can't go down on the Golden State Warriors like you did against the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee was up several times, like by 14 points, by 17 points um, in the first half of a game. If Golden State Warriors do that to you, then you're not coming back from that. They're going to keep hitting threes. They're going to keep, you know, driving in the paint. I mean, they're, they're going to be doing some things to score points. And so you can't just expect them to lay down in the second half and win the game. So I don't I don't know how much in the tank that Toronto has against the Golden State Warriors to do anything in this series. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to be swept like the Portland Trailblazers were. No, and, and that's a fair point. The Toronto Raptors, you know, had a scare with our beloved Orlando Magic, but then we, 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 beat them, we beat them the first game, and then they won four straight. Then against the Sixers, they lit seven straight games, and Kawhi Leonard hits this crazy way back in the line three-point shot when he looked the ball wasn't even going in. It took four crazy pounces, goes in, knocks out the Sixers in a hard-fought series. And as you mentioned, the Bucks coming back in that series to win. And then the Warriors, like you said, Dylan, the, the Warriors... That team is on another level right now for what that team has done. The, the Warriors, Dylan, they have, like you mentioned, <laughs> swept the Trailblazers. And now it's without Kevin Durant. 
He didn't play. DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins didn't play either. And their bench has been absolutely amazing with, of course, we know you got Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Andre Iguodala. But you also got that bench of Sean Livingston. You got Kevon Looney and uh, McKenzie and Derrickson. This team, and of course, you still got Andrew Bogut sitting there chilling. But, you know, (laughs) the Warriors, Dylan, keep taking another level. This is their fifth straight finals. I know we're impressed LeBron made with eight, with two teams, but the Warriors, Dylan, five straight. That's just unheard of. And I think only the Celtics, way back in like the 60s, that year they went to 10, but that was like they only had eight, nine teams back then, where right now you have 30 teams in the NBA. So very impressive for the Warriors. And as you mentioned, Dylan, the Warriors, they went through the playoffs, like you mentioned, quite easily. They beat the Clippers in six games. They beat the Rockets in six games. And then they swept the Trailblazers. So going in the series against Toronto, they play on Thursday night in Toronto. It's going to be very – I don't know, Dylan, how Toronto's going to slow them down. I really don't. They're going to hang in there for like three quarters. But you know in the fourth quarter the Warriors are going to take off, especially with their bench. Now, Kevin Durant, he's going to miss the first game. I don't know if he's going to be back for At game least. two. But we know he's going to be out for game one. But the Warriors, Dylan, I'd say at least at least five, six games they're, they're going to win in that series. There are two interesting storylines, one for each team going into this series. One, Kawhi Leonard may leave the Toronto Raptors next season. So you look at this, you look at this whole series, and you say, okay, if Kawhi decides to lead the Toronto Raptors to a win over the Golden State Warriors to get the NBA championship this year. Does he stay in Toronto or not? I don't think he does, Dylan. Now, I know he's been saying he's in the moment, he's embracing Toronto, he's had fun, blah, 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 blah. Now, to be fair, the reason why I say that at least a chance Toronto could keep him only because they're the only team that can offer him a max contract. However, you know the New York Knicks are trying to get all-stars. You know the Lakers, LeBron, hello, Kawhi, hey, come to L.A. The Clippers, you know they they got money to throw around. They're going to try and entice them, and they're going to say, oh, we're in big markets. You can come here, get you know companies to give you ad money, make up the difference, and you're a celebrity. You're going to be a star. Everyone's going to know you. So that's an easy sell. Not only that, Dylan, it's also going to depend on who they can get Kawhi to match up with, who they're going to – what other NBA free agents – because you remember, there's, there's going to be a lot of free agents right now. I mean, Anthony Davis, now that the Pelicans got the top pick and they're going to draft Zion Williamson, they could still trade him to the Lakers and or the Celtics or if Kyrie leaves and goes to the Lakers or New York. I mean, who knows? So lots of moving parts in the NBA right now. But I think depending on who goes where, it's going to start a domino effect. And if that's the case... I don't see Kawhi staying in Toronto too long. Okay. But at the same time, you look at it this way too. Not many people are talking about this. With Kawhi's success in the Eastern Conference uh, this season, in the playoffs, and also going to the final, and now going to the NBA Finals. Does he think it's better to stay in the Eastern Conference Conference instead of going to the Western Conference? Because he was with the San Antonio Spurs. They had several years where they didn't play so well in the playoffs, or they didn't make the playoffs. 
So Kawhi might look at this and say, you know what? I might want to stay in the Eastern Conference. LeBron's no longer here, so I can be the dominant force in the Eastern Conference for years to come if I decide to choose a team that's in the Eastern Conference. Well, to be fair, Dylan, the Spurs have not missed the playoffs in a very long time. Well, close to it. <laughs> there have been there were several times, several scares the past few years where they almost didn't make the playoffs. Yes, there have been a few years where we barely got in, but the Spurs have made the playoffs the last 20-something years. However, yes, you do have a fair point that maybe for him, it might be easier if he stays in the East, especially with LeBron not being there anymore, which I said is the big difference. LeBron not there. Cleveland's not good. Boston, everyone was overhyping on Boston. They were a big disappointment. Sixers, hey, the the Raptors beat us fair and square, so you can't have any complaints about that one. The Pacers, the Pacers were really good, and then Oladipo gets hurt, and their season goes down. So, you know, the East is a lot easier to get through the got that gauntlet than the West, for sure. Now, speaking about the West, the storyline I was going to talk about for them with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is missing the first game at least with an injury. So you look at the success that they'll have without Kevin Durant. Do they decide to just let Kevin Durant go into free agency um, since they have success without him? Or will they find out that they need Kevin Durant to stay uh, atop the Western Conference for years to come as well? So with Kevin Durant's status as a free agent coming up this year, I mean, you have to see where he might be going as well. It looks like that he probably will leave Golden State but we will have a very good picture as to what it might look like without Kevin Durant in the first few games of the Western Conference Final, uh, the actual finals um, with the Golden State Warriors. So it's interesting to keep an eye out on that. So make sure you uh, follow that during the playoffs, and we'll talk about it more on future episodes here on Out of Bounds. The last time the San Antonio Spurs missed the playoffs was 1997. Wow. Long, long time. How many championships have they had in those years, though? What, since then? We, yeah. won, we won five. Since 97? Yeah, we, we won five titles. Okay. Five championships. 99, 2003, 2005, 2007, and 2014. Was it 2013 or 2014? So they've only won one. They only won one it with Kawhi Leonard. It was 2014. They only won one with yes, Kawhi? Yes, one with Kawhi Leonard because he was the MVP that year, 2014. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That was when we beat the And they the beat Miami LeBron Heat. James, yeah. yeah. <laughs> LeBron yeah. James and the Miami Heat. Perfect. Well... Let's move on to the NFL and some football news. Not much going on in the NFL. There's a lot of OTAs going on right now. I think every team has started OTAs so far. I know there have been several storylines, like Alex Smith has actually been throwing passes in OTAs in Washington, which is good news for him. He still has several months to go before he's fully recovered from his leg, his gruesome leg injury he had last season. But that's good for him and Dwayne Haskins and the quarterback room there in Washington just to get his insights on the game and to see if it rubs off on him at all. We've also seen some new stars in different uniforms. We saw Antonio Brown with the Oakland Raiders, um, and we also saw Adam Humphreys with the Tennessee Titans after he left the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this offseason. So we've seen some several uh, big key additions to different teams um, in the OTAs. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has been play- has been practicing, too, for the Cleveland Browns. So interesting things there. Uh, I'm sorry, not Cleveland Browns, the uh, New York Jets. Um, but yeah, interesting storylines going on at OTAs. One big storyline that's off the field is Taylor Lewan and Will Compton. Will Compton actually created this um, podcast of his. It's called Bustin' with the Boys. That was a big mantra they had last season for the Tennessee Titans saying it's all for the boys. And uh, they decided to buy a bus 
Uh, Taylor Lewan bought this bus for $600 and spent $10,000 on upgrades in the bus to put air conditioning, to put wood flooring, to put sound equipment, things of that nature. And um, they have a podcast now. So definitely check that one out. It's at BussinWTB on Twitter. That's their Twitter handles. Check out Bustin' with the Boys. Their first episode is with uh, none other than Delaney Walker after his leg injury last season in the first game of the season against the Miami Dolphins. Well, the lo- it's It was the longest game in NFL history. Um, he is back and better than ever. He's been looking really good in OTAs so far. And it looks like he hasn't lost a step yet. So going, he's almost going to be 30, I think he's 34 right now. So he's going to be 35 coming up very soon, which is interesting to think of. I mean, you know, every single year with the Titans, they're always talking about drafting a tight end to replace Delaney Walker. They've drafted Jonu Smith. They had, um, who else they have? They had uh, Philip Supernall for a little while. Um, and no one's been able to take his throne yet. So Delaney keeps impressing every single year. It looks like Father Time has not caught up to him yet, which is a good thing for the Tennessee Titans. Hopefully Marcus Mariota will be able to utilize his his tight end during the season and get better numbers as he plays in a um, prove-it year to get a new contract with the Tennessee Titans. So do you think that Marcus Mariota will get that contract? I think so especially if he's going to stay healthy this year and the Titans do very well. I know it's going to be very competitive in the AFC South Division with the Colts, Andrew Luck being healthy for now. (laughs) 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 Knock on wood there. And (laughs) the Jaguars, of course, with Nick Foles now, we'll see see what they can do. And, of course, the Houston Texans, Dylan, you can't ever count them out, especially J.J. Watt and that defense, who's now a married man, by the way. Yeah. And and, – are going to get married. Excuse me. He's engaged. So, yeah, Dylan, the Titans, if Marcus Mariota can stay healthy and just dominate this year, I really do think the Titans are going to give that contract. Especially, Dylan, we know quarterbacks come and go in the NFL. It's a hard position to keep maintaining. Yeah, it is. It really is. And Marcus Mariota, I mean, I mean, he's... I know we got Ryan Tannehill as the backup, but he's not the future. No, no, he's not the future at all. I mean, he, he is a good quarter. He's a good backup. I, I would definitely have him over any of the backup quarterbacks we've had in the past few years. Blaine Gabbert. Um, uh, clipboard, clipboard Jesus, Jesus? <laughs> clipboard Jesus. Yeah, we don't need clipboard Jesus on our team anymore. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, but yeah, so it, you know, I think that Marcus Mariota will stay healthy this year. I mean, he has to. He has to play all 16 games this season and start all 16 games this season um, for him to do anything um, to hopefully get a new contract with the Tennessee Titans, and hopefully he does stay healthy. And I mean, I think if if he stays healthy. I really think he could be a, pr- a very productive quarterback in the league this season, especially. Um, he has all the pieces around him. Uh, wide receiving core looks really, really good so far. Um, Adam Humphreys, AJ Brown. AJ Brown is a beast from Ole Miss. Um, you also see Corey Davis. Um, you have t- uh, Tuan Taylor. You have, I mean, you have some really, really good wide receivers going at, coming into the Titans fold this season. So. Hopefully he can do some things with that, and his offensive line needs to keep him upright as well. Yeah, Dylan. All right, well, let's talk some XFL news because they've been in the news a lot recently as of late. So the XFL, they recently announced their final coach, uh, June Jones. He's going to take the XFL Houston job. Now, in Houston, there were reports last month, Dylan, while we were on a little break, that Jeff Fisher was rumored to take that job in Houston, but he decided to turn it down. So now June Jones is going to take that job. 
and they've completed their coaching carousel. So the XFL is pretty much set there. You got Bob Stoops over in Dallas, and then you have June Jones in Houston. You got Winston Moss in L.A., Kevin Gilbride with the New York franchise there, Jonathan Hayes for St. Louis, Jim Zorn in Seattle, Mark Tressman down south here in Tampa Bay, and then you got Pep Hamilton over in Washington, D.C. So the coaching carousel is all set there. The XFL also announced their TV deal last month uh, with ESPN, ABC, Fox Sports 1, and Fox Sports 2. So definitely going a much different route than what the Alliance did doing TNT, CBS Sports, that sort of thing. Um, Speaking of the Alliance, (laughs) the XFL is looking into buying the AAF's football equipment and other assets. So here it is out, Dylan. According to the XFL News Hub, it says here that in San Antonio a few weeks ago that the XFL had requested a judge to prove the sale of some of the AAF's assets the XFL's parent company, which is Alpha Entertainment, that's the company that Vince McMahon owns, yep. for $375,000. And Alpha has already paid $37,500 for a deposit. So as part of this price tag, what they're doing is they're basically getting helmets that they use, so like Riddell, Shuts, Vicious Helmets, Metal Lockets, Tackling Dummies, Shoulder Pads, and tons of rolls of athletic tape. Excuse me. So basically, they're getting this, if this all goes through, Dylan, the XFL's getting what the AAF had on the cheap. Yeah, it is cheap, but at the same time, weren't we talking about the AAF possibly coming back for season two? They were going to keep a small group of people together to possibly see if there were ways to resurrect the league next season. Weren't we looking at that already? I don't know why they're selling off their ass. I guess at this point they're saying, screw it. We're- well, they're in bankruptcy right now, so I think that makes a big difference. It does. And two, their original investor was recently arrested for something. The one that originally invested money in the league. So the league has just gone kaput at this point. And it'll be interesting to see if maybe they might try to, down the road, consider some of the markets they've been to get some of the markets to come swing the XFL's way. And also, if Tom Dundon gets sued, they might be able to get a good settlement from him and buy back all this equipment and get brand new yeah, stuff. The play- if they decided to start it again, which, I who knows. Yeah, right now for the AAF, they're doing lawsuits. So the players... The co- not the coaches, but the players, maybe some coaches, like assistant coaches, and definitely the staff. Some of the staff and the vendors hadn't got paid yet. So, of course, they got to sue to get money on that end. So, the Alliance, rest in peace. Uh, the XFL also announced that they will do summer uh, summer showcase during the summer to find talent you know, tryouts for these XFL teams that start soon. Um, the XFL also announced that next month in June, early June, they're going to announce the team names for all the cities that are going to take part in their season, their inaugural season. And they also announced that they're going to have a draft. The XFL draft will be in October 2019, and then training camp will begin in November. Interesting. I know we were talking about, before the show started, we were kind of talking about the notes and everything, talking about Johnny Menzel possibly looking to be in the XFL. But again, I think that Vince McMahon kind of came out and set a precedent saying, look, Players who have past records when it comes to domestic abuse, when it comes to um, physical assault, things of that nature, I mean, they're not going to be involved in this league. We're going to have a different set of players in this league that respect the, like, respect the game, respect themselves, respect women, blah, 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 blah. 
Will that change over the next few months? Do you see them possibly having a drought of players if they decide to go that route instead of just picking players who are the best at their positions? That'll be interesting to see, Dylan, because in a recent interview, and again, this is on the XFL News Hub on their website, it says that after June Jones was hired, he was interviewed by the media in Houston. And the first thing they asked him about was, you know, finding what type of player she's looking for in his that could be on his team in the future. And the first player that he brought up was Johnny Manziel. And, of course, Johnny Manziel, well, to be fair, he has that Texas connection. He's from Texas. He does. Yeah, yeah he does. You know, he went to A&M up the road from Houston. and He'd sell tickets. was a celebrity. He would sell tickets. There. Um, and I'm just quoting on one of the websites what it says here. June Jones said, and I quote, he played very good for me. Uh, he went on to say he expects to see Johnny Manziel in the XFL draft pool this year as long as the league finds him to be okay. So I don't know if the league has to do some investigation and there's anything. I guess as long as he's not currently in an investigation or something, maybe they might make an exception. Maybe. You know, we'll see. I, I think that the league wants to be successful. And at that point, they have to have a player with some credibility in the, in the first place. And so Johnny Menzel, if he's in the league, will you watch? Of course. Will I watch? Yes. Will we both watch anyway? Probably. But still, we want to see players who we know in this league to familiarize ourselves with that league. So having Johnny Menzel, having Trent Richardson, having players like that play in this league, I think it'll be beneficial for the league in the long run, especially seeing how the AAF turned out. You know, we, we they did have namesake players. It wasn't necessarily the, their fault, but I think the XFL will be much more um, profitable if they decide to bring players in like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like we said, what happened with the AAF was they had a good product. They just didn't have the money to back it up. Exactly. In this case, Vince McMahon, he's clearly got the money. He's a one-man show. Everybody got to go through him. So you're not going to have, like, Tom Dundon come in to save the day, and he's just, you know what? going to pull the plug. That's not going to happen in the XFL. <laughs> yeah, no. Vince McMahon will decide when the league ends or whatever he wants to do with it. But he's got to go through him. So that's at least a plus for the XFL. Speaking of alternative football, so here in Orlando, we got the Orlando Predators. And Dylan, uh, fortunately, they've been on a rough run as of late. They've but sucked. they did beat the defending champion in the NAL, the Carolina Cobras, this weekend. Okay. 72-69. And how many teams do we have in this league? Six? Six. <laughs> I know. It's not a, it's not a huge big, deal. Big deal. I mean, it, it is kind of cool. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they won. It was I, on the road. I'm not, Carolina. I'm not trash-talking the Orlando Predators at all. Okay, they have suck. sucked this season. <laughs> um, they are what one in five? You said no, two and five right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so we much were better. one in five, two but we won. So now we're oh two. Oh my five. gosh! Okay, listen. The Orlando Predators. The owner knows it too. The owner has already come out saying, "Look, I understand this product is not acceptable. It is not up to the level that Orlando wants in a National Arena League football team. I get that." So we're looking at players, we're looking at possibly having a coaching change, schematic changes, something to make it where it's much more pro- much more profitable and also much better product to watch on the field. Now, at this point, the product they've been showing us so far is not very good. And that's the main reason why I haven't gone to a game yet. <laughs> I mean, I want to. I'm going to go to a game by the end of the season if they're still in it, you know, in the next few weeks. Um, but if they're relevant, if they're relevant <laughs> still, 
I still want to go to a game. We we went to the AAF. We, you know, we do. That was fun, though. That was it, fun. it was awesome. It was fun. I had a great time. So we do like to support our local teams, and that's what we've done on the podcast here, Out of Bounds. We've, oh, we've yeah. we have supported the AAF. We've supported ECHL when it comes to the Orlando Solar Bears. The even Florida though Fire Frogs, yes, the Florida Fire. We've we've supported a lot in the local area, and we will support the Orlando Predators. Two things need to change, though. One. The claw costume needs to be updated. It looks atrocious. Claw, I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast. You look awful. Number two, they need to put a better product on the field. They need to win games. They can't win two games a season and expect to have a fan base. They can't. Because you know what's going to happen? The exact same thing that happened before. And the Orlando Predators are going to say bye-bye because they're going to suck. They're sucking right now. Okay, it might be because we aren't getting the players because we are a brand new team and, you know, things of that nature. The The league's already established. It's It sucks to start a team in an already established league. I get that. Um, even, even though the NHL did it and the Vegas Golden Knights went to the Stanley Cup final the first year they went, it's fine. Um, that's a rarity, though. That's a rarity. <laughs> though. That doesn't happen often. But they need to be better. They need to put a better product on the field. And once they do that, I'll be happy to be an Orlando Predators fan. I, I like their merch. I like their hats and their jerseys and such. I will probably buy a hat soon. But again, be better. Yeah, Predators. It's just not looking good when our Solar Bears team is out drawing all fans. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're double A, okay? They're double A hockey. Yep. A- arena, NA- well, not Arena. They're the NAL. I don't know if that's... D2 to V3 level of the arena football pyramid, but you know. I didn't know there was a pyramid in arena football. <laughs> there's but so many indoor. There is. There's so many indoor football leagues. I can barely keep up. Apparently there is. Anyway, speaking of the Predators, we're going to go over to the hockey world and speak about the Stanley Cup final that is playing right now. Into the first period, the Blues are up one to zero against the Boston Bruins in St. Louis. No, it's in Boston. In Boston, and they just finished the uh, the first period. Hey. That's good. St. Louis is up on a good roll right now. They're up one nothing on a good roll right now. So that's good. Keep it going. Anyway, um, so in this series, we have two uh, one one team that was the worst team in the league on January seventh. Yep, and they went on a tear in the season between January seventh and the end of the regular season. They had sixty three points in the league, which is incredible. Um, and now they're in the Stanley Cup final. But then you also have the Boston Bruins who. We all know the Boston Bruins. They've been a good team uh, for quite some time. They have some heavy hitters on that team as well. Brad Marchand, one of the most hated players in the league because of the way he plays and the way he licks people. Um, then we have Zdeno Chara, um, which he's a great player too. He's like 40, and he's still killing people on yep. the ice. Tuka Rask in net. He's been oh, playing. He's been killing he's it, been killing it killing so far. But Jordan Bennington on the other side with the St. Louis Blues – He's been killing it for that team as well. Well, you know what's crazy about this story about Jordan Bennington, Dylan, is when he came on, he was the fourth string goalie. Not one, not two, not every three. He was number four. And the only reason why he got the job, because all the goalies ahead of him kept getting injured. They couldn't stay healthy. Nope. So he goes in there and goes on a tear and helps his team win like 36 games, obviously to get in the playoffs. And not only that, remember a few years ago, Jordan Bennington, he was in the ECHL, then he went to the AHL, then the Blues wanted to send him down the, in the, the ECHL, and he's like, no, I'm not going down there. 
So he went to the Providence, which is the Bruins affiliate, played there, did really well. So the Bruins or the Blues are like, all right, let's bring him in, see what he can do. And, well, he got him in the Stanley Cup final. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, he's a playoff uh, goalie now, which is fantastic. I think his first start with the St. Louis Blues this season was his first career shutout. That's phenomenal. I mean, he's been playing very, very well for the St. Louis Blues. Plus, you also have some really good players on that team. You have Vladimir Tarasenko, which he they are, he is their superstar. Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, you know, they have, some, they have some really great players in the Blues, yeah. too. So, looking at this series, um, we're in game one right now. Like I said, St. Louis is up by one. But who do you think is going to come out on top in this series? You said Boston earlier. Give me your reason why. Well, I feel, Dylan, that Boston's going to get it done because the Bruins, they've been a solid team all season. And the Tuka Rask has done very well in that, keeping the Bruins in it. Okay, remember what the Bruins had to go through to, to get here. They beat Columbus, and then they had to get rid of those bunch jerks from the Carolina Hurricanes and swept them, which I didn't expect that. I really did not expect Boston to sweep them that easily. And, of course, remember the first round, Boston beat Toronto, when a lot of people thought Toronto was going to give everything they had with, um, with John Tavares now on the, on the Maple Leafs. And, like I mentioned, Zayo Chara, 40 years old, but he's still playing good defense. Yes, Brad Marchand, yes. We know about the bad about Brad Marchand, getting into fights and licking people. And that was last year. And then, you know, causing, uh, you know, angst with all the players. But... The Bruins coach has managed to turn him into a different player, and he's not doing that antic stuff. He's scoring goals. He has like 18 goals in the playoffs. He's been killing it for the Bruins. And on top of that, you got to look at other players like Patrice Bergeron, another good solid player for the Bruins. And I this is game one, Dylan. They haven't played in 11 days. They've been in hibernation, so they're gonna they're gonna have to use this game to wake up. So I think they're going to start off slow in the series, but they're going to pick it up. And the Blues, it's been a great run for them, the Blues. But I just don't think they have enough in the end to beat the Bruins in seven games. In my mind, we have one team in this series that should win and one team in this series that will win. I think the team that should win is the Boston Bruins. They've been in this spot before. And they have the experience to get over that hurdle and win this series. At the other side, we have St. Louis that will win because they have Jordan Bennington, first of all, which he's been stellar in net. And they have a guy by the name of Tarasenko, Vladimir Tarasenko. I think that if Tarasenko can go on a point, uh, can go on a scoring run, which I think he can easily do. Once he gets in the rhythm of things in this series, and also Bennington, if he plays up to the potential of his game as well, I think that the St. Louis Blues will easily win this series. It's going to go to seven. I I can already tell you that much. Um, But I think that St. Louis will keep the Boston Bruins on their toes throughout this entire series. I don't think that we'll see a game where Boston will blow out St. Louis at all in this series. I I think it'll be a close series the entire way. Um, but I think that St. Louis will hand Boston a loss in Game Seven to advance and win the Stanley Cup final, the Stanley Cup for this year. Well, the one thing you got to look at, Dylan, is for the Boston Bruins and the city of Boston in general. They've been on a tear. 
two championships already and going for the third. The Red Sox win the World Series. The Patriots winning the Super Bowl. If the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup, which the last thing they won was 2011 against the Vancouver Canucks, it's going to go sky cloud nine in, in Boston. They know how to party up there. But I will give St. Louis this. I saw this down on ESPN somewhere this morning. So they've said teams that have a long layoff don't do well in the finals. No. And the last hockey team that went far in the Stanley Cup final was the Anaheim Ducks back in 2003. They played against the Devils, and they lost seven games. Got shut out in seven games. I remember that final because I watched that. That was... When J.S. Jaguar was tearing it, carrying that uh, Ducks team that was also the same game where Paul Correa fought all the floor off the board and scored a goal in that game against in that series against the Devils. So, yes, uh, that has been a favor toward the Blues. But you also got to look at whoever wins game one in the Stanley Cup, 70% of the time, they've won the series. But I will remind people, remember last year, the Vegas Golden Knights won game one against my Washington Capitals. Did they win the Stanley Cup? No. no. So, you never know. It's going to be a very like tight series. I think Boston's going to win. You think St. Louis is going to win. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Interesting stuff. So, let's move on to some hockey news. In the NWHL, there was some controversy with women's hockey earlier this year. Talking about will it stay afloat? Will it not? Um, I believe the it was the Canadian women. Ho- yeah, the hockey? CWHL folded. Yes, or announced that they were they were going to fold after their season concluded, and the NWHL was in trouble because Terry Bagula, who owned the Buffalo Buttes, decided to give the team back to the league. He wasn't he didn't want to run a team anymore. And then the New Jersey Devils they ended their partnership with the Riveteers, so the league was kind of on dire ground. And on top of that. You had big uh, female players in that league that were boycotting, not coming back because they wanted increased pay, benefits, all that good stuff. So the NWHL, to their credit, met with the PA and the Players Association decided, you know what, we're going to do that. We're going to boost player salaries and we're going to give them benefits. So there you go. That should hopefully solve that problem. And we don't think have to worry about the NWHL folding, at least for now. And hopefully they'll get the everything up and running get those league running and get those players that were considering boycotting to come back and play for that league. Cause, and there's been rumors that the NHL might at some point do kind of a affiliation type of thing with that league and get more teams and support involved. Kind of like what you see with MLS and the NWSL, you see with the NBA and the WNBA. They're doing the same thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if the NHL jumps in on this and tries to help out at some point. Uh, other news that happened, Slava Voinov, he was reaching the KHL uh, he was with the Kings a while back, but got let go because he got charged of a domestic violence dispute a few years ago. So he was suspended. I think it was two years. But apparently arbitrators ruled that for this upcoming season, 2019-2020, he's only going to be suspended for – he's already served a year suspension. He's getting credit for the other half because time served, I guess. So now that he's only going to miss half of next year. So I guess what he's going to do is he's going to play in the KHL for part of the year. And then when he comes back, he's going to try to join an NHL team. Which team is going to sign him? Who knows? But we'll see – what happens with that? And, of course, the other news uh, in the IHF, the Finland ice hockey team defeated Canada to win the gold. So, good for those guys in <clears throat> the IIHF World Championships. All right, and the last thing in hockey, Dylan, we got is the ECHL. The Kelly Cup Final has just started. 
the Newfoundland Growlers, which is their first year in the ECHL, they defeated the Florida Everblades, who knocked out our beloved Orlando Solar Bears. They are up 2-0 now in the series after winning in overtime against the Toledo Walleye. So the series will now shift to Toledo. We'll see if the Walleye can bounce back on home ice. That's awesome. Uh, and speaking of EC- ECHL, um, the Florida Everbla- Everblades, Everblades yep. are now the ECHL affiliate of the Nashville Predators. Look at that. Last year, we were thinking it was going to be the Orlando Solar Bears. Unfortunately, that did not work out because Tampa Bay swept them from us and decided to have them for their own, which is fine. It's great. I'm, I still have an Orlando Solar Bears jersey I got this year. For 50 bucks, by the way. Um, it, it's no big deal. Um, so I have a jersey for them still. I'm still going to support the Orlando Solar Bears because they're my, they're my local ECHL team. But I don't know if I have to cheer for Florida or not now. Well, Whenever they, they play up against the Orlando Solar Bears, I have a feeling the Everglades have to get my vote of confidence. Yeah, because they're going to have a lot of the uh, Predators prospects on that yeah. team. Yeah, they have to. they have to be good. And we know the Florida Everblades are good. They've been really oh, they, yeah, good. they've been a great team the past mm-hmm. few seasons. I mean, they're they're yeah, the ones they're that have taken minus. out the Orlando Solar Bears the past two years in the playoffs in the Kelly Cup playoffs. So um, they're a great team. Still, I'm glad the Predators got a hold of them because they have a good pool of talent when it comes to players there. Um, and we'll see if they can continue that dominance in the ECHL and hopefully make it to a final um, sometime soon. But we'll see what happens there in the ECHL. But now we are on to JT's favorite segment of the show. It's called JT's Football Recap of the Week. And now, JT, the microphone is all yours. Thanks, Dylan. As always, Out of Bounds, we're here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. And let's start with my weekend recap. We had a lot of cups going on this past weekend. So we had Copa del Rey this weekend. And man, what a stunner. Valencia, they stunned FC Barcelona 2-1. Messi got a goal late, but it was not enough. And Barcelona gets cup set in this one by Valencia. Valencia, this is their first title since 2008. And FC Barcelona, they have won four straight Copa del Reyes. So losing this one, Dylan, was a shocker. Everyone was saying, Ernesto Valverde, he's going to lose a job. He's going to lose a job. It doesn't look like it's going to happen for now. But we will see. It's going to be a long summer for Barcelona for sure. FC Bayern München. They defeated Red Bull Leipzig 3-0 to secure their the double for this season, their 12th overall, in winning the DFB, the DFB Deutsche Pokal. Serie A had a very, very crazy weekend. It was the final week of Serie A play, and AC Milan knew they had to win their game to have a chance of getting in the Champions League. Inter Milan, their rivals, held, the, held that last spot, and same with Atalanta. Not Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I like so, that. the teams, how it went down. So, Inter Milan was up 1 0, and Pauly got a goal. And Pauly was an important game for them because they were trying to avoid relegation. And Inter got a goal late for them to win that one 2 1. Ace Milan did beat Spall. Juventus lost, but they won the title already. So, that game didn't matter. And then, of course, uh, the other big game that happened in Serie A was Atalanta. Atalanta came in. They was one. They was down one nothing, one nil. Excuse me, the Sassuolo, and then they came score three straight goals to win. And for Atalanta, this is their first time they have qualified for the Champions League. They finished third in Serie A. 
No one thought they were going to go this far in the lowest budget out of the top teams. You got Juve, Napoli, Inter, and now Atalanta finishing in the top four, going to Champions League. AC Milan, they finished one point out of the Champions League spot. They will go to the Europa League along with AS Roma, who defeated Parma this weekend. And then, of course, Celtic, they won the Scottish Cup this past weekend, and they are the first Scottish club, Dylan, to win three straight trebles. They did it in 2016, 2017, 2017, 2018, and now this year, 2018, 2019. Win the league, the Scottish Cup, and the League Cup. So congrats to Celtic FC. Let's talk some Orlando City news. And Orlando City, they were coming off a win over FC Cincinnati, their previous game, 5-1. But this past week, they played LA Galaxy on Friday night. So the LA Galaxy were in town, sellout crowd. We were hoping to see Slaton. I would have gone to the game if Slaton was going to play. But unfortunately, he got in a fistcuff battle with the goalie for New York City FC, Sean Johnston. And now the MLS decided to spend it for two games. So this is the second game he was going to miss. But it didn't matter. Jonathan Dos Santos gets the goal for the LA Galaxy. Put him up 1-0. Nani had a penalty kick saved. And then Orlando City kept blitzing and blitzing. But in the end, couldn't get that goal needed to get a draw. So for Orlando City, we lose that game to the LA Galaxy. And we will have to focus next week. Or excuse me, not next week. This week, playing Montreal Impact on June 1st. The Orlando Pride, the ladies, off to a rough start this season. Oh, no wins, five losses, and a draw. In the NWSL season, of course, now they had another loss of six because we lost 2-0 to the Utah Royals. Now, to be fair, they're putting a lot of the kids in, in there right now because our big players, Alex Morgan's getting ready for the World Cup. Marta's getting ready for the World Cup for Brazil. Uh, Sidney Rilou is, you know, getting ready. So it's uh, a lot going on for the Orlando Pride right now. But once they get through this tough scratch, excuse me, and the World Cup is done, we get Alex Morgan back all these players, and we'll try to see if we can make another go, make another run. In soccer news, uh, we got MLS All-Star here in Orlando. That's going to be on July 31st. So now we know who our opponent's going to be. It's going to be Atletico Madrid coming from La Liga. So that's going to be a very fun opponent. We'll see if Antron Griezmann will still be with them by that time. Uh, Nisa, they recently announced that they are going to change uh, with a commissioner because there hasn't been much league news from the team. So they're going to announce a new commissioner. That will be on Midfield Press. be announced tomorrow. So check that out. We get the information on that for that league as they look to start their season by September. And former U.S. Women's National Team player Abby Wambach and former U.S. Soccer President Sunil Gulati recently got nominated into the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame. All right, Dylan. So just a quick update on the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. So round three... Round three begins this week. And the darling of the story, Dylan, is going to be the Florida Soccer Soldiers. They knocked off Miami FC. They also knocked off Charlotte Independence. So they are in this round, still in it. They play on Wednesday. The Soccer Soldiers will be going to North Carolina FC to take on that. Dylan, your favorite soccer team, Nashville FC, they will take on the Charleston Battery in the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday so that's going to be very exciting as well. And then the only other low division team for the U.S. Open Cup battle on Wednesday is Ford Madison. They will take on St. Louis FC. Some games to watch this week. Well, there's only two big games to watch this week, guys. On Wednesday, you got the UEFA Europa League final. Arsenal against Chelsea. 
That's going to be on Wednesday around 3 o'clock in Baku, Azerbaijan. And then on Saturday, you got the UEFA Champions League final. That will be between Tottenham Hotspur and Liverpool. So that's going to be on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Very exciting. Two big European matchup games. All English affair. So that will be very interesting with that party going on in the Champions League. I believe it's in Madrid, if I believe this right. Yeah, Wanda Metropolitano Wanda Metropolitano Stadium. That is in Madrid. Oh. I had to brush up my Spanish a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, guys, that will conclude my football recap of the week. Now, Dylan, let's get on to some miscellaneous news. Yeah, so former Green Bay Packers legend Bart Starr, quarterback of that famous team with Vince Lombardi, passes away to, uh, today. Um, he was 85? Yeah, I think that's 85 correct. 85 years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Um, so our prayers and condolences to his family and the Packers family as well. It's a huge loss um, for that that yep, organization 85. there. Yeah, 85 years old. So. Um, great life he had, though. Great run um, to his Super Bowls that he played in. Um, and he did great things with the Green Bay Packers organization and the city of Green Bay as well. Yeah, Dylan. Bart Starr was a legend. And before there was Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, there was Bart Starr. He's a legend. And remember, I found it interesting about Bart Starr. When he was in the NFL, he was coached by Bear Bryant and Vince Lombardi. Imagine that. And those coaches... They trusted him. They, it's not like nowadays where you got a playbook and you're looking your arm and you got a coach in your ear. Hey, run this play. It wasn't like that back yeah, then. Yeah, no technology so whatsoever, really. They trust Bart Starr to run the plays. And that was just amazing. amazing. He did. He did. Once again, uh, our condolences to his family and the Packers family um, again. So also, uh, Red Sox legend Bill Buckner passes away. He is most famously known for... Um, the error in the World Series to lose the World Series um, for the yeah, Boston that was Red Sox. The, that was against the Mets, 1986. Yes. So um, he passed away from dementia, actually. He had been suffering from dementia for a little while. So our yeah. prayers and uh, condolences to his family as well. And then last night, huge win for the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves have been going on a tear recently. Um, also with the acquisition of Austin Riley, him actually coming up from the AAA and playing in the MLB. He's been killing it so far. But they won 4-3. to three. Going into the ninth inning, the Braves were down by three runs. And when leading by three-plus runs through eight innings, teams were 423-2 to two going into last night. And... We saw that didn't uh, didn't really help the Cardinals last night. Cardinals kind of went into a tailspin and combusted on the field um, and lost the game four to three. Actually, gave up a walk home run um, in the tenth inning. Actually, so awful play by St. Louis, but great play by the Braves. Well, I'm glad to hear Dylan. Your Braves are doing really well. I hope they can catch up to Bryce Harper and those Phillies. Hopefully so. <laughs> I think they were uh, last night. They were two games back in the NL East, so um, they're they just got to keep on winning and see what they can do. Um, now, also the Boston Bruins have scored a goal, so now it is two one. St. Louis is still on top in Boston. Yep, yep. All right, Dylan. Let's get on to some winners and losers. So my winner this week is the St. Louis Blues and their their staff. So the Blues announced well before this Stanley Cup final for all their hardworking full-time staff, you know what, guys? We're going to buy you tickets. 
So you're going to go to Boston. Pack your bags. You're going with the players' families and the players. We're taking you to Boston to see the games up there and root us on. Because remember, Dylan, the St. Louis Blues, the last time they were in the Stanley Cup Final was 1970. Long, long time for long the Long time ago, yeah. And, and it was course, against the Boston Bruins. Yep, and the Blues got swept in that series back in 1970. And remember the Blues, they had two other Stanley Cup final appearances before, during their entry in the NHL and also got swept. So, But this is a big opportunity for the staff. Go check out some games in Boston. Boston's a fun place to have fun. I've been there plenty of times. So yeah, yeah, they'll have fun up there. So congrats to the staff, hard work, enjoy the moment. Uh, my illusion this week is Darby County, which is the soccer club in the championship division. Of course, today was a big money game. They were playing Ashton Villa for a chance to get promoted to the Premier League. And Ashton Villa, they got relegated a few years ago. Derby County got relegated. They haven't been in the Premier League in years. And this was a big game. And Derby County, they were down 2-0, got a goal late in the 80th minute. They were pushing to get back, but just couldn't get that final goal to get the Eagle Eyes to extend the game. So they lost the game. You lose $200 million to get opportunity to get promoted. And on top of that, now you might lose your coach, Frank Lampard, because Frank Lampard, there's been rumors that if Chelsea, if they lose or win the Europa League and Maurizio Sarri leaves, they take Juventus' job, then Frank Lampard is going to leave Derby County to take on Chelsea' job. So that is my loser this week. Dylan, who are your winners and losers? My winner this week is going out to, okay, so you know the baby face filter on Snapchat. Yeah, it's a yeah, new yeah. thing that's a voice changer and also it changes your face it's to make you look like a baby. <laughs> Whoever created Babyface Stephen A. Smith deserves oh, yeah, that was some awesome. sort of an award. Awesome. It is hysterical to see him as a baby. He's probably the best one to put the Babyface filter on. If you haven't seen it yet, go on YouTube, go on Facebook, um, Twitter. I'm sure it's everywhere. Go find a video of Stephen A. Smith with the baby filter. It is hysterical. That's my first winner. Um, and uh, second, my loser is going to be Ezekiel Elliott for going to Las Vegas, um, having a verbal altercation with his girlfriend in public, yeah, and then pushing a security guard down to the ground during an event happening there in Las Vegas. And he's having legal trouble now. The NFL is looking into it and going to find out what happened during the situation. So... Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, he's an idiot. Uh, at this point, it's you know, it's a scam, I guess you could say, as Uncle Bobby would say anyway. So, uh, you know, it, one of these one of these days, NFL players are going to figure out. Guess what? Eyes are everywhere. We have cameras everywhere. Stop being an idiot on our phones, on our phones, on on light posts, on in your car, in, everywhere. Yep. There are cameras everywhere. There are audio recording devices everywhere. Stop being idiots and just get paid your you know your salary, which is at least seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. You're no one else is making that in the world. Just keep doing what you're doing. Play on the football field and just. Stay quiet off the field. I mean, that's all you have to do. Just don't hit somebody, please. Uh, just be smart about it. So that's my winners and losers this week. Now let's move on to final thoughts. JT, I'll start with you first. Well, my final thought is just, like I mentioned, hope everyone had a nice Memorial Day weekend. But let me talk about real quick about DC United. So apparently their game this past weekend, they had uh, their local area in DC the feed kept going out, the technical broadcast issues for that DC United game. 
and they have a partnership with Flow Sports. And it just isn't working out. I'm like, guys, you've been trying this with Flow Sports, and they keep having glitches when it's a broadcast. If it ain't working out, go with the local like CSN Washington or something, Comcast Washington, whatever it is in D.C., and go with something like that. You're D.C. now. You got Wayne Rooney. Get people to watch your games. But that's my final thought. Dylan, what's your final thought? My final thought goes out to the Stanley Cup final. I think that it's going to be the most exciting final we've seen in quite some time. I mean, last year, I guess you could say it was pretty exciting because it was the Washington Capitals and everything. But I think that this this year, these two teams are very evenly matched. I think that they're very tough teams, very defensive-minded teams. But they also have scoring power as well, offensive firepower as well. So... I think these two teams are going to have a, a hell of a series. I think it's going to be really interesting TV. I think if you are not a hockey fan, this is the best time to start watching hockey because it's going to be um, the best of the best this season. I think that St. Louis, again, I think will win in Game 7. But either way, I don't care who wins at this point. Either way, I think it's going to be a really, a really, really good series. So make sure you watch Stanley Cup Final on NBC. Um, it's going to be one for the ages. So definitely keep your eye on that. So thanks for listening to the show this week. You can follow us on Twitter, OOB Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Out of Bounds with Dylan James. You can follow me personally on my Instagram account, Dylan James underscore FL. Follow me on Twitter, Dylan underscore James. Or you can email me at Dylan at And with any comments, concerns, suggestions you have for the show, we always want to make it better for you. JT, what are your social media handles, sir? You guys can reach me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at JTSaka88. That's at J-T-S-O-C-K-A-88. You can also follow me personally on my Instagram account. It's at J-T-Saka-Sports. And you can email me. It's J-T at OutOfBoundsPodcast.com. J-T, let's do this more often. Uh, I think that the podcast, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a good thing when we do this podcast. I think we bring smiles to people's faces. I, I bring a smile to my own face every once in a while, and you do as well. Um, I think that uh, you just need to do this more often. Well, Dylan, we've been very busy, but we have, now we have we need to work we it have out a our set schedule. schedule exactly like Sundays. Yeah, we can make it work. So I think we can. I think we'll we can. see what we can do. But we got a lot going on in summer, so please keep listening in for the latest updates in sports here on Out of Bounds Podcast. Thanks for listening this week, guys, and we will talk to you real, real soon.